Welcome back to the Say What Podcast. Hello, friends. Happy Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and or Sunday when you're listening to this. Hello. Hope you guys are having a fantastic Thanksgiving week so far. I absolutely adore Thanksgiving, and I'm so excited that it's Thanksgiving week. Yes, I am one of those that has already set up my Christmas before Thanksgiving, but, you know, don't try to steal my joy. Like, let's just let people like what they like, you know? Let's just let people like what they like. I am coming in hot with some hot takes really quick. Um, I've been seeing all over the internet that people are like, I wouldn't attend a Taylor Swift concert if she, you know, sang in my bathroom, if she sang in my living room. Well, you know what? Let people like what they like. I'm not over here commenting on your music taste or things that you don't like. It's okay if you don't like Taylor. It's fine. You know, it's totally fine. You can have your own, you know, musical opinion, but... But we should just let people like what they like. And in the spirit of talking about Taylor Swift, I have to tell you guys that I did, in fact, I am one of God's favorites, honestly. You know, they say God doesn't have favorites, but I do believe he has shown his light down on me um, to on Tuesday. And we got Taylor Swift tickets. So it happened. Um, I'm very excited. I can't believe it. We got lower bowl seats and we really didn't spend that much money on them. Like I would have expected lower bowl seats to be so much more money than what they were. Like I could not believe it. Um, I was truly, truly shocked. And yeah, so we're going to go, we're going to go see Taylor. This is going to be my second time seeing her. I saw her reputation and I was supposed to go to Loverfest, but COVID ruined that. So that's what's happening. I realized I just kind of like started talking in this episode. Um, my music wasn't working on my board. And when my music doesn't work, I, it doesn't feel like I'm introing the episode. So if this is your first time listening, hello, my name is Hannah. I'm really glad you're here. Hope you enjoyed the two minutes of Hot Takes and Taylor Swift. So that that's where we're at today. That is where we're at today. Um, but I did have to share the good news up front, and that is that I'm going to see Taylor Swift with my husband and my best friend and her friend. So we're super excited. That's in July. And you know what's really weird to think about is like when July is here, I'll have a seven-month-old. And that's really bizarre. So I don't quite know how I feel about that, (laughs) which is what today's episode is. I realized, you know, this whole time that I have been pregnant, you know, I have a podcast that I talk about sex and I have yet to talk about pregnancy sex. And I think it's because we couldn't have intercourse for 10 weeks. And so I like didn't really have much to say on the on the matter because we couldn't have intercourse for 10 weeks. And then when I was feeling better before and after, um, yeah, not much sex has been happening, if I'm being honest. Um, but I do feel like it's important to talk about pregnancy sex because I know I had a lot of questions before we started or like after I got pregnant and, you know, about sex and I'm, we're still trying to figure it out. And, you know, I'm here to share all the things. I'm here to help, just tell you guys what I've learned. And then I also am in, you know, third trimester. I'm 34 weeks right now, depending on when you're listening to this. Every Thursday is when I go up a, a new week. So it depends on when you're listening. But I um, 
I'm 34 weeks, so I'm getting I'm getting close. The time is near. Um, and so I figured I would talk about some third trimester things that I did not, or third trimester things and just pregnancy stuff that I did not expect in general. So that is your, that's just your little outline for today's episode. Um, so we're just going to go ahead and get into it because if I'm being honest, third trimester <laughs> sucks and um, actually all of pregnancy has really sucked and I um, love, love, love the fact that there is a life inside of me. I love my son more than anything in this world. I like cry like so many times a day thinking about how much I love him and he's not even here yet. Um, and so I am so grateful like to be pregnant, I am constantly in awe of my body. Like, how is this happening? How is there a child inside of me? Like, he's always moving. And so I'm like, how are you just like in there like a real baby? Like, I'm seeing a lot of people on the internet right now give birth or like seeing like they just gave birth and they're like posting pictures of their babies. And I'm like, I have like a real life baby inside of my stomach. Like he's going to come out with like fingernails and maybe hair and like skin and a personality. And it's just so, it's just so bizarre. Um, and so while I am extremely, extremely happy and thankful to be pregnant, I, it's been, it's been awful. It has not been kind to me. And so, um, I am just very ready to go to bed. So we're just, I already said we're going to jump into the episode, but so that, that's why we're just going to go ahead and get into it. And if I sound a little congested, I'm sorry. I know that's super annoying. Um, I have a, I'm getting over a cold, so not very fun, but I am feeling much better. So let's start off with talking about pregnancy sex. Actually, hold on. Before we talk about pregnancy sex, I just want to say um, if you are listening to this episode and you are dealing with infertility um, and like this is really hard for you to hear, I totally understand if you just need to like skip this episode, like do what is best for you and your mental health. And I just want to say that like if you are struggling with it with infertility, like I see you, I love you. I am incredibly, incredibly sorry that this has not happened for you, for you yet. I believe it can happen for you one day. I am praying for you. You are seen and loved. And I know that this is like a desire that you have in your heart that, you know, you're just constantly walking around with and that maybe nobody knows that you're struggling with or no one knows the impact that it has on your life because you just think about it all day, every day. And um, it can feel really lonely at times, I'm sure. And so I just want you to know that like you are seen, you are loved. I really believe that this will happen for you one day. I will be your biggest cheerleader when it does. And if it doesn't, um, I'm just... I'm incredibly, incredibly, incredibly sorry. Um, but I'm, I'm here for you. You are not alone. I'm so grateful that there's so many, um, good resources out there that talk about infertility that, um, you know, help remind you that you're not alone, provide resources and things like that. Um, and so I just wanted to say that because that's really important to talk about. If I'm going to talk about pregnancy, I just want to say that to you guys. So I love you. Okay, let's talk about pregnancy sex. So here's the thing. When I got pregnant, I was like, okay, now um, what can we do? Can we still have sex? Can we not? Like I knew that like I wasn't going to get like pregnant 
twice, but I still was like, how does this work? Is like my, you know, vibrator still okay to use? Is the lube still okay to use? So we're going to start with talking about that. And just a reminder, I am not your doctor. I definitely, definitely, definitely want you to talk to your doctor about these things. I am just your friend who has gone through stuff and is going to share that stuff with you that I've gone through. Um, and so here's the info on that, on all, on pregnancy, sex toys, things like that. You absolutely can have sex when you're pregnant. If you are not having any complications with your pregnancy, like all throughout first trimester, second trimester, third trimester, you can have sex. I have been told that in third trimester, like having sex often can induce you. So I don't know like how accurate that is. My doctor has not told me that. I have just like seen that because, you know, my phone knows that I'm pregnant. And so I see like so many things on the internet all the time. And that's one thing I see a lot is that like having sex in your third trimester can induce you. So I don't know the like, I mean, like I said, I haven't heard from a doctor on that, but I do know like it is safe to have sex when you're pregnant. You're not going to get pregnant twice. Um, the products that you are currently using I'm, are pretty much safe. Like lube is safe to use while you're pregnant. Sex toys are safe to use while you're pregnant. I will say that if you're using sex toys that you are inserting into your vagina, you definitely want to make sure that they are super, super clean because you really don't want to get an infection. So you can use them. They are safe because a sex toy going inside you is not much different than a penis going inside of you. If we're talking about like just the mechanics of it, you know what I mean? Like it's the same. It's something that's inserting inside you. Um, same thing with a dilator. So dilating is safe when you're pregnant. I've dilated a couple times actually. So actually I realized I have not publicly talked about like I talked about it on the on a podcast for the bonus episode for my say what friends but I have not told you guys about a really traumatic doctor's point doctor's experience that I had I should tell you about that in a minute um because that has to do with pregnancy sex but um we'll get there we'll get there later I um but I do want to say so sex toys are safe vibrators are safe lube is safe um I've got I get a lot of questions about that like what can you use what can't you use so all that stuff is is good is good to use and if you ever are concerned about it I definitely just recommend you sending a quick message over to your doctor. I'm sure your doctor has like a portal that you can just send like quick messages to. Um, and I, I do know a lot of like lube websites will have like an FAQ on their website. And um, that might be helpful as well. I'm sure a lot of them say just to consult your doctor, but it is helpful for you to look at that as well. Um, so definitely consult your doctor. But for the most part, all of that is safe. Again, you just want to make sure everything you're using is super clean, because we really, really, really want to avoid infection. Like you never want to get, get an infection, but you especially don't want to get an infection when you are pregnant. It because that can just cause complications. So all that is safe. Um, and then as far as like actually having sex when you're pregnant. So I have heard from a million different people like their perspective on this. I've heard that you have a super high sex drive when you're pregnant. I've heard that it fluctuates. I've heard that you don't want to like have sex at all when you're pregnant. I've even heard that some women have an aversion to like kissing their husbands. Um, I've heard that before. I, I've just heard so many different things about pregnancy sex. And so I don't know that there's one right answer for you. I don't necessarily think there's like one like correct way, I guess, or experience that you have when you're pregnant because pregnancy truly differs person to person to person. Like 
you guys know I've had a really not great pregnancy, but I know there's other people who like love being pregnant. They've never felt better. They have so much energy. They can do so many things like they're living their best life. And I love that for them. That's so great. My mom was one of those like she didn't even know she was pregnant with my sister until she was like 12 weeks pregnant. And I just can't even fathom that. Like at 12 weeks, by 12 weeks, I was like miserable, depressed, throwing up every five minutes. Like it was awful. And so I I thought going into this pregnancy that I was going to have like the easiest pregnancy ever. And it just couldn't be further from the truth. Um, I'm really grateful that everything's healthy and baby is perfect and all that. And, you know, nothing that I have experienced is necessarily life-threatening, but it's just been really rough. And so every pregnancy is different. And I think that's why pregnancy sex really does vary person to person. Um, I am going to do a poll on my Instagram this week. So I actually would love to hear from you guys, like how much pregnancy like affected your sex lives because it really, it really does affect your sex life. If you are like, I really think it affects it like for the good and also could be for the bad. So if you like are feeling really good during pregnancy and you're really energetic or you're just really turned on all the time, then like, you know, sex is something that can bring you and your spouse together. So if you're having it a lot, then you're probably, you know, closer than ever. Um, but if you have had a hard pregnancy and aren't necessarily feeling your best, like that can create some tension and can create you, you know, not wanting to have sex very much and can feel disconnected from your spouse. And I know that's how I have felt this whole pregnancy because the first trimester, you guys know, like I was sick all the time. Like constantly, I was very depressed. Like mentally, I was in the worst place I have ever been in my life. It was really bad. And um, I, I mean, Thomas couldn't touch me with a 10 foot pole. Like absolutely not. Like you have to stay as far away from me as possible is how I felt because I just felt awful all day long, like just, just so, so bad. And so like sex, it was not happening. Like I, it just wasn't. And it, it was not even like intercourse wasn't happening. Like nothing was happening. Like we weren't doing anything. And then I remember going into the second trimester right at 20 weeks. My doctor told me that I could not, I was on pelvic rest and I couldn't have sex or could not have intercourse. And so I was like, okay. So then 10 weeks go by of us not being able to have intercourse. And that was a really interesting time because it kind of brought me back to my like vaginismus days where sex hurt really bad. And so we had to be creative with how we wanted to be intimate and close. And so like, I remember right before I was told that we couldn't have sex anymore, sex was actually really painful. And I was like, Oh no, no, we're not doing that again. Nope. Um, and then, and I've, I think I've talked about this in past episodes, so I'm not going to rehash it, but, um, and so then I had to wait, you know, 10 more weeks to see what that was going to be like again. Um, and so I was kind of just like depressed a lot during the second trimester as well when it came to sex because I had this just idea in my mind. I was like, well, we can't have intercourse and who knows what intercourse is going to feel like. And, you know, I want to be close with my spouse. And I know there are things that we can do that is just, you know, makes us feel close and intimate. Um, but I just, I don't know, I'm just not in the right space for it. And so second trimester, like everyone says that you feel great. I didn't feel great. And so not a lot of sex happened there either. <laughs> um, but for some people, I've heard that like the second trimester, when they feel better physically, they are, are their sex drive is like so much higher. Um, 
And so that obviously was not the case with me. And then we, you know, get into third trimester and I am off pelvic rest now, which the traumatic experience at my doctor, I'm just going to give a very short, (laughs) short explanation of what happened. Um, Basically, I had to go to a maternal fetal medicine specialist because my placenta was low lying and they were really concerned that it was going to cover my cervix because of how low lying it was because it was basically not fully on top of my cervix, but it was close. And so I went to this specialist appointment and, um, I had to do a, like a vaginal ultrasound, which I knew I was going to have to do because they wanted to look at my birth canal. And I've had people tell me like, well, you can just say no to those. You don't have to do them. Well, I wanted to do one. Like I wanted to make sure that my birth canal looked okay because we were checking out the placenta, making sure it didn't have any, you know, cause any complications before it moved. And it did move and I'm all fine with that. But like, I wanted to do that 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 ultrasound. And in the past, it hasn't hurt at all. And so I was like, great. I looked at my, you know, ultrasound tech and I was like, hey, I have a history of vaginismus. Can I insert the probe by myself? And he was kind of, he looked at me like, what? And of course it was a guy. Of course I had a guy. So I had a guy and he, um, and he was, he was kind and nice and it was fine, but I, it just like made me like feel tense and weird. Um, Thomas was there with me though. And they brought a nurse in when they were doing that as well. Um, just for like accountability. But I still was just like, oh, this hurts. Also, there's a lot of people in here when I'm trying to get this done and so I go to insert the ultrasound like or the probe and it literally hurt so bad you guys I have never experienced that much pain with any of my vaginismus stuff before like I was laying on the bed just like sobbing like I I could not believe the pain I was in I've done I've inserted these before and it's been fine like I I I was just so, so, so thrown off. I couldn't believe it. I was like, what does this mean? Am I going back? Like, am I going to have vaginismus again? Like, am I not actually cured? And then, of course, I, like, kind of get my mind spirals. I'm like, you know, I have this platform where I talk about pelvic health and talk about vaginismus, and I, you know, provide hope for people that they can be healed. And now I'm not healed anymore. So, like, what does that mean? And I just was, like, super struggling with that because I, you know, never want to give you guys false hope. But I really still now believe that I was healed. But the healing journey really does just have its ups and its downs truly. And so... I think there was a lot of things that like, you know, contributed to this hurting really bad. I was really tense because there was a guy and it was a guy ultrasound tech and my I had another, I had the doctor that I was supposed to see was a male doctor. So I was just feeling kind of tense about that. I was nervous about the appointment because it, it was a, you know, if things did not look right at that appointment, I might have been put in the hospital. And so I was nervous about that. And I, so I was just like really tense the whole time. And so I think that played a big part in it. Um, And I also like haven't done anything with my pelvic floor in a very long time because I was on pelvic rest. And so like we weren't doing anything to really help that. And so I think there was a lot of factors that played into it, Um, but it hurt really bad and I was like terrified. And so then, (laughs) and my doctor was like, well, you can have sex again. And so the next morning, for some reason, like, I just was like, we're going to try and have sex and see how it works. We're going to do it, which I I think that was just my, like, inner willpower who wants to defeat this because I was so depressed after that doctor's appointment. Like, I literally, and I was in pain because it hurt. 
And so I was, just, I literally laid in bed that entire rest of the day and I worked from my bed and I usually do not work from my bed, but I worked from my bed. I was so sad, so depressed. Like I, I was not okay. <laughs> oh my God. I was not okay. And so I was in so much pain. And then the next morning I was like, you know what, we're just going to do it. We are going to try it out and we're going to see, and we're just going to go for it. And it didn't hurt. And I was shocked. I was like, praise God. Thank the Lord it did not hurt. Like that gave me so much hope, so much peace in my soul because I was so stressed that it was just going to hurt and it didn't. And I'm just so, so thankful, <laughs> truly so thankful for that because, oh man, I was not ready to go down that road again. Um, but with that being said, like, you know, now we've been told, like, we can have sex again. Like, it's fine. You can have intercourse. And um, let me tell you, let me just be super honest right now, okay, about about pregnancy sex when you're far along in your pregnancy. <laughs> um, it's really hard. And that's not like a play on words. I'm not trying to be funny. It is just, like, physically hard to have sex because your stomach is in the way. I don't even know where to put my stomach. I'm like, how, what position are we supposed to do? Um, how are we supposed to do this? I don't quite understand. Um, pillows are your best friend. Like you just got to fold some pillows up and like wedge yourself up to a certain position. Um, I don't feel like we're anywhere close to being pros at it. If I'm being honest, like it, it is really difficult because it's just my body is different. My stomach gets in the way and um, the positions that we enjoyed to do before we couldn't really do because my stomach is in the way. And so it's just it's interesting. It's interesting. And I wanted to talk about that because I wasn't really like prepared for that to not really work. I just assumed that we'd always be able to figure it out. And now that we're here, I'm like, oh, I can't really figure it out. And I don't really feel much better. So I'm not really wanting to have sex anyways. But it's just very interesting. It is very, very interesting. Because it's like, it doesn't really work. And can't really figure it out. And I'm really tired. And so after about five, <laughs> five minutes of even, you know, kissing or anything, I am done. I have nothing left to give. <laughs> I have no energy. And so it is, it is interesting. Um, and it honestly, I will say like has affected our marriage. And that's what I wanted to talk about because like looking back at this whole pregnancy so far, um, and like the physical intimacy part of it, something that I have noticed, um, and I, you know, you would think I would have noticed this when I was going through vaginismus, but when, when I was going through vaginismus, like we were still intimate pretty often. Like we would still try to have sex a lot. And if we couldn't have sex, then we would do other things like, you know, foreplay and things like that. And so I would, you know, we still had that like physical connection. And since being pregnant, like it, it just, it just is not, I mean, it's not that it's non-existent, but like, it really has not happened much at all. Like anything, not, not just, not just sex, like anything hasn't happened at all. And I think that like this pregnancy like, and Thomas and I have gone through a lot in our marriage. You guys know, I've told you guys a lot of things. Like I'm very open about that, but we have gone through a lot in our marriage and, um, this pregnancy has been, I think, the hardest thing that we have gone through. It really has been, like, the hardest time in our marriage. And I look back and I'm like, well, why? Like, what? why do I feel like this has been the hardest time in our marriage? And I could say, oh, it's because, like, I can't really do things around the house. I can't really help Thomas out with things like I used to. You know, my hormones are all over the place. Um, you know, I'm just a mess all the time. I mean, I could say it's that, and that definitely plays a part in it. But I really think it's because, like, 
it's been so hard on my body that we have like not not been like disconnected for so long but it's like we knew that if this wasn't going to get better that I was going to be this way for nine months and nine or ten months and that's such a long time and so we just were like okay um this is not getting any better it's not changing and I don't know I've just have felt very much like I don't want to be around you and I'm angry and I'm just sad and then we weren't we weren't having any kind of sex. Like we, we weren't having intercourse. We weren't having other, we weren't doing other things. And I think, I think the lack of like physical connection in our marriage really played a huge role in how we felt about each other. And not that like, if you can't have sex, it means you don't love the person, other person. I just noticed it turned into more like roommate vibes and it turned into more just like friend vibes. Um, which is bizarre because I'm carrying my husband's child, like his child is inside of me. Um, but it really did, like it really affected us a lot. And I look back and I wish that I would have tried a little bit harder or really like, you know, the moments that I felt good, like taking that as an opportunity for us to physically be close. And not that like, you know, physical intimacy is the end all be all, but it really, it really is something special that only you and your spouse, like, you know, can experience together when you're married. And so, I, I just realized like we were lacking that. And, um, and that's, and that was, that's, I think that played a huge role in just like the bickering and the fighting, because like, I would forget sometimes that like, this is my person who I love very much, who I'm attracted to, who I think is the greatest person in the entire world. I would kind of forget those things because we were just kind of like on autopilot for so long. Like we were truly just trying to survive. Like, that's what it was. We were just trying to survive and nothing else was happening. And I wish we would have, like, taken more time for each other. Like, I wish I would have, you know, talked to him more because we also, like, in the middle of all this, like, we weren't really, you know, haven't really been physically intimate. And I don't know that the emotional intimacy was there either. Like, we used to go on dates all the time and we would have these, like, check-in questions and um, it just, like, didn't happen and it, and it hasn't been happening. And I do think things are getting a lot better now, <laughs> a lot better now and, um, we're definitely improving because we're able to recognize these things, but, um, it's been really hard. And I think the fact that like, we weren't, you know, intimate or doing really anything for so long has like really played, played a role in our, in our marriage. So I wanted to talk about that just to encourage you guys that like, if you, you know, are pregnant or want to be pregnant in the future, like if you are able to like try to prioritize that still in your marriage, because I didn't. And I um, wish that I would have a little bit more and not that I feel like I, um, you know, it would be pushing myself too much to do it. But I mean, physically, things have been so hard. So it's <laughs> I really haven't wanted to and not that I should do things that I don't want to do. But I wish I just would have taken a little more time to recognize like, what that does for our marriage and how that like will impact us and help us out. And, um, and my husband is so sweet and he, he, he really is the best. Uh, I know I said this has been really hard, but he really is the best and has just been kind of like following my lead with this kind of stuff. Um, because you never know how I'm going to feel day to day. And so I just I w wish I would have taken the moments that I felt okay and like use those for like us time. So that's my encouragement to you guys. If you are pregnant and, um, or wanting to be pregnant soon. Like if you kind of have an experience like me, I also just want to like let you know that you're not alone, you know? Um, cause it's been tough. So that's pregnancy sex. Um, but let's get into third trimester things. And this also is going to be just like a, 
unexpected things in pregnancy that I didn't, I wasn't really prepared for. Um, because I, now that I'm getting close to the end, I feel like I can talk about pregnancy as a whole, because I mean, obviously I haven't had given birth yet, but we're getting pretty close. And so I know there's a lot of like third trimester things that will happen that haven't happened yet that I will definitely fill you guys in on. But so far I, I am just surprised at the amount of exhaustion that you feel when you're pregnant. And I know that people do talk about this stuff, but I, I truly don't understand how I can be this tired all day, every day. I can take naps. I can, you know, do like sleep at night, but I, it's just a constant exhaustion. And I know it's because I'm growing a child in my body. There is someone in my body who has two arms and two legs and a heart and a personality. And, um, like that's going to take a lot of work, but like, it is just all the time tired. But what is interesting is that I'm tired all the time. I'm exhausted all the time. But I'm also experiencing extreme insomnia. And this is new for me. You guys, I could literally fall asleep on the floor at any moment, like before I was pregnant. Like you would tell me like, hey, it's time to go to bed. I'm asleep in two seconds. I am not joking. Anytime Thomas and I would like get in bed and I would look at him and be like, okay, good night. I love you. I would roll over and immediately fall asleep. Like <laughs> Thomas would tell me like, it kind of makes him mad because like I just have a gift where I can fall asleep instantly. And it's true. Like I, I really can. Um, but being pregnant, the insomnia that I deal with is wild. And I haven't, I've really struggled with how I, and I know I've, I've probably said this on past episodes. I really have struggled to talk about pregnancy because I don't want to come across as complaining. I don't want it to sound like complaining. And I also don't want to con- complain. Um, and so I am talking about the good things, but there also is a reality of like, this is what I've gone through. And if I can share what I've gone through to help somebody else not feel so alone, then I'm going to do that. Um, so I'm going to try not just like complain for the rest of this episode, but it, it's been tough. So the insomnia is so interesting, really was not prepared for that. Almost every night I'm up for at least two hours, whether it's from like one to three or four to six or, you know, whatever, like I'm up for at least two hours. And I'm staring at the ceiling. I'm praying. I'm like, Lord, what do you have for me? Like, are you keeping me up for a reason? Is there something I need to pray about? Like, <laughs> what do we got going on? And, and sometimes he's like, no, you're just awake. And so I'm like, cool. Um, great. And then I'm on my phone. I'm twiddling my thumbs. I'm just laying there like, well, I guess this is just what we're going to do now. And <laughs> it's um, quite interesting because, I, like I said, I... I'm tired all the time. So I'm like, how am I so tired and I can't sleep? I do not understand. But people say, oh, the insomnia is just like getting you ready for a newborn. And I'm like, that's fine. Um, but this is this is really difficult. So that is something that I was just kind of like, I heard people talk about, but I didn't really understand it until I experienced it. Another thing, um, you guys, we're getting real close. We're just going to get so close here, you know, <laughs> Um the hemorrhoids, you know, those are fun. Those are really fun. Um, that is not a good time. Uh, I, yeah, mm -hmm. yep. That's, that's about it. That's all I can really say. I don't even know. Um, you can get, (laughs) if you have hemorrhoids or get them during pregnancy, I definitely recommend getting some like water wipes to use because that definitely helps you. And then, um, they, they make these like tucks, witch hazel pads, which are fantastic as well. Um, because on top of like hemorrhoids, just like being annoying and hurting, um, and just like 
being there and just being weird and just there, um, it's hard to like clean yourself up and sometimes you just feel gross all the time. And so you definitely want to get the witch hazel pads because that can clean you up and getting wipes also is significantly better than using tissue paper. So that's just one thing I wasn't ready for. I was shook the first time I realized I had some because they didn't hurt me for a long time. I just was like, went to the bathroom one day and wiped and I was like, oh, interesting. And then I was like, oh, this is really interesting. <laughs> um, and then they started hurting a couple weeks after that. And so I was like, cool, this is where we're at. So that's one thing. Another thing I was not ready for. Um, you know, I love this podcast because I just am telling you guys about my hemorrhoids. Here we are. Um, another thing is I was not prepared for the amount of crying I would do. You guys, I... This is this is ridiculous. Like, I was watching an award show tonight before I recorded this episode, and Taylor Swift was giving a speech, and it wasn't even, like, a monumental speech. It was just like, I love my fans. This is so cool that I won this award. Thank you so much. And I literally started crying. Like, tears were coming out of my eyes. I'm watching a movie the other day about this person who, you know, ended up getting pregnant, and she's, like, feels her baby kick for the first time. And it was, like, a two-second clip. Sobbed. Literally was like, <gasps> like that kind of sob. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? I could cry I, at the drop of fat. I could cry right now. Like it is quite crazy. The amount of tears that have come out of my eyes <laughs> with these hormones. Like I am just crying all the time. And I don't even, I don't understand. I know this is part of it, but it's just like the tears just don't stop. Just crying all day long, all day long. Um, something else that I did not expect that this is like a sweet thing is like third trimester, you know, baby boys running out of some room. And so he is moving all the time. I feel him all the time. I can tell you usually where he's at in my stomach. And that is the coolest thing in the entire world. Like feeling him just like <laughs> move in my tummy and that sounded weird, but in my stomach is like the sweetest and coolest thing. And I just, like, will never forget this feeling. Like, it is just the coolest thing. And I can feel when he's just, like, trying to, like, move around and get cozy. I can feel when he's, like, hitting me. I can tell when he, like, doesn't like the position I'm laying in because he very much lets me know because he is Mr. Personality already. And it's just, like, the sweetest and coolest thing. Um, something that is uncool about that, though, is that one of his favorite places to put his feet is um, in my ribs, in my left rib. And I'm pretty sure, yeah, I'm pretty sure that I have a bruised rib. Um, I haven't talked about it because, again, try not to complain. Um, but I have a bruised rib. I have a bruised rib. And it's um, it's interesting. I shouldn't say that I do have a bruised rib because there's no way to really know. Like, I'm not going to get an x-ray. There's nothing you can do about it. I talked to my doctor and she's like, sorry, par for the course. Like, I don't really know what to tell you. Take some pain medicine, use a heating pad, get a massage. Um, I've done all those things <laughs> and it's been weeks now and it just hasn't gotten better. And so my left side, um, and it's just like constant pain, like on the front and on the back of like where my ribs are, um, just 24 seven. So <laughs> that has not been fun. Like I, Besides just like feeling like my stomach being heavy and sometimes him kicking me in the bladder or just general pregnancy things like I am in pain 24 seven like there's not a moment of the day that my back or my ribs do not hurt. Um, so and I have just like six more weeks of that. So 
I'm trying to like, just be grateful that I have a baby inside of me when this is happening. And, um, just like keep my mindset just going and try not to talk about it because if I talk about it too much, then I get frustrated. Um, and so that is, that is something that I just was not prepared for, but I love him and I love him moving around in my stomach, but I'm pretty sure from him kicking me and his favorite place being like putting his feet there, I have bruised a rib. So that's really cool. <laughs> that's really cool. Um, another thing that I was just like, okay, this is happening is I've already started leaking colostrum. So that's super interesting. I, um, woke up a few more, like two, there was like one week where I woke up two mornings and there was like my bra, like tank top bra thing that I wear to bed was wet. And I was like, what is this? And I realized I was like where my nipples were. And I was like, am I leaking? And sure enough, you guys, I just, I've been leaking. I have been leaking. So that's interesting. That's, I'm like, well, at least I have colostrum in there. At least there's stuff going on. So, and I've, and this is actually kind of wild. Like if I talk about being pregnant or talk about him, um, I sometimes will just start, start leaking. Like it is quite bizarre and I don't really know how that happens, but like, Hey, that's how it happens. So um, that's really cool, though. Honestly, it's like the coolest thing. I'm like, I love that. Like, my like breasts are doing what they're supposed to do. Like this, my bo- my body was created um, with the, with the ability to have a child, and like God so intricately like made a woman's body to like carry a child, to create life, um, to feed the child. And I'm like experiencing all of that. And like, what? That is so bizarre. Oh my gosh. Um, so that's been happening. Um, I'm trying to now trying to do like a bad, good thing, like bad thing, good thing, bad thing, good thing. Um, another not fun thing is, um, the leg cramps, you know, those are really cool, really fun. Um, I feel like my legs are in constant cramp state. Um, restless leg syndrome is very real. Every night I just like can't get comfortable with my legs. I'm having moving them around a ton. So um, that's like super cool. Can't really sleep, but you know, it's fun. I'm just learning new things every day. I'm like, I'm learning new, new things about third trimester stuff. Um, another fun thing is that like in your third trimester, you usually have a baby shower and I had my baby shower and it was just perfect and beautiful and, um, everything I could have hoped for. And I think I talked about that last episode, so I'm not going to go into it, but it was just the best. Um, and another thing that's like really good and really, I'm really thankful for is that like the community that I have around me and the village that I have to help raise this child and like also to help me stay alive is truly the best. Like seeing people show up for you is absolutely incredible. Like, and people really mean it. Like they really care. They really want to be there. They really want to help. And it means the world to me. (laughs) Like I can't even like put into words how much it means to me. Um, that the, the community that I'm a part of, like, loves us so well and supports us so well. Like, everyone's always asking me, like, what they can do for me, like, how I'm feeling, how I'm doing, like, if there's anything I need. And I just know, like, anything that comes up, like, they're there, they're supporting, they're helping. And um, people understand, like, I can't do as much as I used to or I can't, like, stay out as long, you know, hanging out with friends as I would before. Um, and everyone is so understanding and just so supportive and uh 
seriously, our church has just been the best. Like so many people have given us so many things. Like I, you know, was gifted our stroller and like someone gave us a stroller that they didn't have anymore or didn't, didn't need anymore. And it's like perfect. The stroller is absolutely perfect. And then like with our baby shower, like so many people showed up for us and gave us things off our registry. Someone, a couple of people are couples like went together and got our um, car seat for us. And so just the support that we have is like, truly and truly a match and there's so many people so many people have been like I would love to babysit like if if you are looking for a babysitter um some like women from our church and I know they mean it like and they're not just saying that you know what I mean like it's it they actually mean it and it's just like the greatest thing in the world like knowing that you have support um because it really does take a village to raise a child and I'm really make, trying to like do my best to, like lean into that and ask for help when needed and not feel like bad or ashamed about it um but just be like yeah this is like what's happening and where we're at so um it really it really is the best um okay what else was I going to talk about third trimester I feel like there was one more thing and I'm forgetting it um obviously preparing for birth is happening I have not started doing anything yet because my doula and doctor wanted me to not do anything until I'm 36 weeks so at 36 weeks I will start eating dates and drinking red raspberry leaf tea you know I asked my doctor like I was like what is the what is that like people talk about on the internet is it real and she was like there was like one study done one time she was like but um she's like it's hard to say like if it actually helps or not she's like but you know it's good to try anything like that's like healthy for you to try so why don't you like feel free to try it so I'm gonna eat the dates because I think the dates are supposed to help with your cervix I think and I'm not exactly sure what the raspberry leaf tea is supposed to do. But either way, it's supposed to help you with um, giving birth. And that, you know, is looming around the corner. And I am so excited to give birth. There's like a couple moments that I randomly am like, oh, my God, I have to push this child out of me. But I am mostly really excited. I'm excited to see how my body responds and does it. I am really hopeful that I'll be able to have a just completely natural birth. That's my goal. Um I'm really sensitive to medication and I just, if I can avoid medication at all costs, I'm going to do that. So nothing against anybody who's done anything different, but this is my story. This is what I'm doing. Um, the hospital I'm giving birth at has a birthing suite. And so they have a tub in there that I can labor in. I can't give birth in the tub, which is frustrating. So I really wanted to give birth in the tub and I thought that I could, but like, Hey, if he comes out when I'm in there, like, what are they going to say? Put him back in, you know, have him on land. I don't know. <laughs> so I, um, I'm really excited to do that to like labor in the bathtub. I have a doula. She's fantastic. So like she's going to be there and help. And, um, I don't know. I'm just like excited to see what my body does. I am really, really pumped about it. Um, I feel like the Lord has like prepared me for this moment and I think it's going to be really cool. So really excited about that. Um, I don't know if you guys can hear in the background. I guess I should give a dog update. My dog has gone psycho since me being pregnant. Um, I love Theo more than anything in this world, but he is an insane person. He definitely knows I'm pregnant. He knows things are changing. He knows that like stuff is not going to be the same as it was. And he is not okay. So you guys just pray for our, pray for our dog. He's acting out so much since I have been pregnant, especially this last trimester. He's just acting out and not listening and just like, you know, getting into things. And he is just 
he is just not living his best life right now. He could be living a better life. And um, we just need, we need to figure it out. So I um, guess that's, that's an important third trimester thing. Because a lot of my brain space is spent like, how is this dog going to do when his brother is here? Is he going to be okay? <laughs> because Theo is our world. <laughs> so how is our world going to, you know, respond when our other half of our world comes into play? So anyways, it's um, been very fun. Okay, there is your pregnancy sex talk. There is your third trimester updates. Um, I probably am going to go on maternity leave soon for the podcast, you guys. I have not fully decided when my last episode is going to be um, before I go take some time off. Um, it might be in like two weeks, maybe. Um, but I, I got, I got to take some time off, which is crazy. Cause I've never done this. Like I've been consistent with my podcast since I started it. I mean, there's obviously been a few weeks where I've had to take off, but besides that, like I've not missed a week and I've been like so consistent. I never did seasons or anything like that. Like I just kept it going forever. And so I'm a little scared to like take off. Like, I don't know. It's weird. Um, but I, can't you know do all the things at the same time so I'm gonna take some time off in December and January for sure and the podcast will probably be back in February um but I obviously will let you guys let you guys know because who knows and, and maybe I'm gonna want to update you and talk to you guys about how stuff is going um but we'll see I it's not going away say what is not going away I appreciate you guys being here and being there for me throughout all this pregnancy I clearly have not been posting as as much at all like I used to um but hopefully from this episode you got some insight into how it's been physically I did not talk about the mental part of it um I should have I thought about doing a mental health update instead this week but um instead I did this episode um but the mental health is equally as rough <laughs> um but it's gonna it's gonna be okay it's going to be okay. That's what I'm telling myself. So um, I'll keep you guys updated with what we're going to, what it's going to look like moving forward. But yeah, there is your update. Um, hope you guys have a happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy spending it with family and friends. Um, and thanks for hanging out with me, friends, today. And we will talk soon. Bye.